Welcome back to another episode of the Brawn Body Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by a good friend of mine, Jessica Ashwood, and she's going to be sharing her story on how she beat binge eating disorder. If you haven't heard of Jess before, you're going to be very impressed with her. You'll find her on Instagram at fitness and food with Jess. That's fitness, the letter N, food, the letter W, Jess. That's also the name of her website. She also has a podcast. She does all kinds of stuff. She's got a lot of good stuff going on between her Instagram, her blog, her podcast, her website. So highly recommend you look into her and check her out. Uh, she's got a lot of helpful insight and information. Before we get to the show, quick word from our sponsors. In today's episode, I'm excited to welcome Jessica Ashwood onto the show. Jessica, thank you for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. So on Mondays, as we talked about, we like to kind of talk about motivation mindset type stuff. So has there been anything that you can think of in recent history for yourself that, you know, you kind of had an obstacle in the path, obstacle in your way that kind of slowed you down and really made you have to rethink or redirect yourself? Uh, yeah, definitely. So the first thing that came into my mind when you brought that up is um, 2017 and earlier, um, I was dealing with binge eating. Um, I had just become a first year teacher at an elementary school, and it was a big leap from being a college student to being a teacher, staying after school super late, having meetings, having to be at school early hours. Um and I definitely found myself falling into the trap of, um, you know, helping my emotions with food. I would be, um, during my planning time, I would be like eating the leftover ice cream from the ice cream party out of my freezer because I, of course, had a mini fridge with a freezer. And I would be like eating all the Pringles like a pack a day some days, going home and eating more ice cream. So that was definitely the first thing I thought of that thankfully I'm not doing that anymore and I did overcome <laughs> for sure definitely and that's something um, I've had a lot of different younger women such as yourself on the show and that's kind of a common trend I've seen amongst younger women is a just toxic relationship with food for a short period of time whether it's in your case like the binge eating or in other cases uh, like anorexia. So there's definitely some kind of disconnect there. And like you said, it's very difficult because we often look at food as a comfort, right? We use that to kind of cope with things. And when life changes so dramatically, almost overnight, in your case, you go from being, you know, the college student, the one doing the learning to the one teaching all these people all of a sudden, and you're not fully prepared. You're never fully prepared for the new job demands, the new job stresses. And even though you get time in the classroom, time in the clinic, whatever, you know, you're not getting all of the, you know, late night, early morning, grading papers, parent phone calls. You're not getting the full experience until you're in it. So I can definitely appreciate how something like that could come about. Um, when did you kind of realize that like, Hey, you know, this was, this was a problem and I need to do something about this. Was there like a turning point for you? 
Definitely. So I started, um, you know, noticing that the pictures I would be tagged in like by my sister-in-law or like other people on Facebook, I'd be like, oh, do I actually look like that? And I would ask my husband and be like, is that what I actually look like? And he'd be like, no, you look good. <laughs> but then eventually, I, you know, would step on the scale and it would just like increasingly go up. And I was like, I either have to like, you know, do something or I'm going to be like, way bigger than I have ever been because I had our since we got married um in 2016 um you know less than a year later I was up like 35 pounds and I was like oh man and it just was you know kind of like none of my clothes were fitting right I was like getting into those Lula Row got really popular it's like this legging brand and I found out why because it's like one size you get like these stretchy leggings and it's like wow these will fit you no matter what and you know (laughs) so like got into that got my like one size legging collection so like you know awesome had like these tunic tops that like were like super flowy and I was like you know that's all that fits me right now maybe I should you know turn it around. So I looked into diet bet. So it's not something that I would be like, everyone should do diet bet, but it definitely helped me. It is a site where you can kind of bet on your six, your weight loss success. And every month there is a goal. You have like a certain amount that you're supposed to lose each month. It's a percentage. So I did the transformation transformer challenge or whatever. It was six months. I was supposed to lose um, 10% of my body weight in six months, which looking at like the end goal, it was, it seemed like a doable amount. So I did that. Um, and each month I would weigh in and, you know, have my husband take my picture on the scale. Cause you had to have like this weird word at the bottom near the scale. And, um, you know, he was thinking I was crazy because this was not the first time that my poor husband has been asked to take before pictures for some sort of weird weight loss challenge. (laughs) This one, um, you know, cost money. All the other ones I'd done had been free. So I think it just kind of, you know, didn't go the same way, but this one cost money, $25 a month for six months. My husband was like, are you, are you serious? (laughs) Come on. And I was like, no, I'm going to do it. And I think honestly, if it didn't cost money, I think I'd still be there right now, but because it costs money and I am very frugal with certain things like that, I think that's honestly what helped. For sure. That's uh, something I've heard before. Um, There's other websites out there like that. I know And a lot of people use money as their motivator. Um, And I think that's a powerful tool for the right person. Like you said, in your case, it worked very well for you. Um, And it's helpful for people to know that there are tools out there like that, that don't really require anything fancy. You know, you don't have to leave your house. You don't have to, you know, meet with anyone in person. It's something you can do from the comfort of your home. And I think it reiterates the point I like to make is, you know, if you recognize that you have some kind of problem, whether it's weight, whether it's mental health, whatever it might be, you can always do something about it. And in your case, you found something online, whether it was from a friend or an advertisement or whatever, and you just said, you know what, I feel like I need to do this. And then you rolled with it. And 
it didn't, again, it didn't require you to go anywhere. It didn't require a huge investment and commitment. I know for some people, they look at 25 bucks a month and they're like, wow, that's the cost of my gym membership. But in the grand scheme of things, you know, 150 bucks to get control of your life again is not that much compared to what you would spend on, you know, a single doctor's visit in some cases. Um, so I think that's really cool how, you know, you didn't only recognize that, hey, something has to change here, but you also recognized, hey, I can do something about this. I can shift that locus of control back to myself and really make a positive impact here. <clears throat> so I think that's really awesome in your story. Uh, kind of going along with that too, how have you been able to kind of keep that progress and make things stick long-term? Yeah, so, um, you know, I found some people that really, um, I really looked up to on Instagram and that really helped me like um, Jordan Syatt, I'm sure since you're in the fitness space, I'm sure you've heard of Jordan Syatt and like Susan Niebergall, um, people like that. Well, um, I found them. I really liked them, but honestly, I didn't even find them until I found out about macro tracking. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked, so I started out just like, you know, kind of eating generally healthy, but like being pretty hungry and not feeling like I was really eating to help me with my training. It kind of felt like I was fatigued a lot and I just didn't feel like it was the right fit. Like every time I would reach for something that was quote unquote bad, I would feel like I was like breaking some sort of rule. So then I found um, macro tracking. I was on IIFYM, if it fits your macros website using their free calculator. And that kind of like helped me open the door to like flexible dieting. And that definitely is what got me in the right direction to be able to maintain the lifestyle because I started losing weight, just doing like spin classes and just eating generally healthy, like lots of fruits, lots of vegetables and like lean proteins, but like there was like a missing piece there. Like I just felt kind of restricted and like, you know, I never knew like, what can I have? What can I not have and still meet my goals? And then the, if it fits your macros thing really was the kicker for me because I was like, okay, I can, you know, have this if it fits my macros. And in order to make it fit my macros, I wouldn't have been able to just eat like Kit Kats or Pringles all day. So like, I know people are like, well, if it fits your macros, you just eat like protein pancakes all day. But that's not true because no one's meeting their macros by eating all that all day. I mean, like some people might, but like if you want to not starve to death, you have to put some sort of like fruits and vegetables and like lean proteins in there. So once I found out that like, okay, I can put like ice cream or like, you know, cheesecake or French fries in my macros for the day. And I'm not going to like instantly gain all the weight that I've lost back. And then another thing that changed the game for me was finding strength training. Like I didn't realize that I could go to the gym and have an excellent workout without like soaking my body in like seven layers of sweat and like having like one of those like beet red faces afterwards and like I didn't realize that that was a thing, but Mm -hmm. now I don't really sweat that easy. So unless I'm doing like some sort of like crazy, like boot camp activity, I don't even sweat at all. So like I would go to the gym and like not feel like 
absolutely disgusting afterwards. And I was starting to get the results that I actually wanted, like not just spin class and like looking like a smaller version of the same person. Mm -hmm. I started to see like body composition changes with the strength training, which really motivated me to keep going because it was just something I've never seen before. I have seen myself get like a smaller version, but I had never seen like the different body composition changes. So the strength training really changed the game for that too. Right. And it seems like too, that you kind of break up your activity throughout the day. It seems like you're always taking a walk or doing something. It's not like, you know, marathon long sessions at the gym. It's like a little bit here, a little bit there kind of, um, like I said before, shifting the locus of control back to yourself. Uh, and that's something that I'm really big on is, you know, you, people find this, uh, themselves in a situation and they feel kind of hopeless. They're like, how did I get here? What can I do to get out of it? And once you start to realize, and you can look up psychological research and this backs it up, once you realize that the more you regain your internal locus of control, holding yourself accountable for your own successes and crediting your success to your hard work, uh, the more, I guess you could say, lucky you're going to get. So the more um, you're going to see the results that you want. Uh, there's other studies that show you make more money, you have more friends, you have better like perspectives on life, ha more happiness in your marriage, all these other things. Um, you know, that's subjective, obviously. But I think there's a lot to be said about being able to accept the situation you're in and accept what you're able to do about it. And, you know, that really shines through to me anyways, through your own story there is how you saw where you were at. You weren't happy with it, but you knew there was things you could do to change it. And you made those changes little by little. You had the support of people around you whether it be your husband taking the picture on the scale or, um, you know, your family, friends, whoever, and you just started one day at a time. And that's really inspiring stuff. That's the kind of stuff that I think people need to hear these days. And I don't think those stories get enough attention or credit because it's not easy to do, but you're certainly making it sound easy so far. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so, with that, Jess, do you have anything else to kind of share with people or any advice for anyone about kind of your own journey and your own uh, perspectives on health uh, thus far? Um, I think the main thing is just don't wait till you feel like you know everything to get started. I know that that was one of the reasons that was holding me back was like, well, I don't really know what to do. I'm not good at working out. I'm not good at like nutrition. So I'm just going to like wait until I know what to do. I think it's just like just get started and learn as you go and you'll, you'll get there. Like as you go, you're going to learn more. Like some of the stuff I did at the beginning, some of the workouts I did, some of the things I ate and like forced myself to eat because I thought it was healthy. We're so stupid looking back, but like I'm, I wouldn't be where I am now without like a little bit of failure at the beginning. So don't be afraid to fail. Don't feel like you need to know everything. Just get started. I can echo that as well. And if you really are kind of uneasy about getting started. I'm sure you could recruit the help of like a personal trainer or something mm -hmm. like that. You, you might know one or two. Um, <laughs> yeah. So with that, 
Jess, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. For those listening, go follow Jess on Instagram. If you aren't already, you can find her at Fitness and Food with Jess. Uh, that's with with a W. So fitness, the letter N, food, the letter W, Jess. Um, and make sure you subscribe to our podcast here, whether you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google, CastBox, Breaker, whatever, uh, so you don't miss the Wednesday episode coming with Jess, where we're going to be talking all about uh, health and fitness as it relates to the children of our nation. So Jess, thanks again.